program is paid for by the Hawkeye Huddle, which is solely responsible for its content. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect those of 1700 The Champ, Cumulus Media, or its employees or management. The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. Not only do we pay for it, but boy, do we pay for it. Right? Because <laughs> <laughs> there are days... When it's not so fun to talk about the world of the Iowa Hawkeyes. Oh, it's always fun to talk about the world of the Iowa Hawkeyes, but uh, some are easier than others. This is Brett Ridge, along with Dave Graydon Jr. here at G Miggs in West Des Moines, Valley Junction. Hey, you can hear us, I think. I think so. All right, we're getting some thumbs up from the uh, Cyclone Friends of the Hawkeye Huddle sitting here in front of us and around us. And our uh, great friend, Angie Lancaster. Who's one of those Cyclone Friends of the Hawkeye Huddle. She's also raising the roof. They also did not hold up their end of the bargain this weekend. We can talk about that if we'd like. But if nothing else, we will remind everybody, unfortunately, that uh, the Hawkeyes went up to uh, Madison, Wisconsin uh, this weekend. I think they stepped out on the football field for about five minutes in the third quarter. And the rest of the time, they watched Wisconsin play football. And the Hawkeyes oh, come away with a 27 to seven loss, uh, it, 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 dude. It felt like so. You know, I went. Uh-huh. Uh huh. First of all, thoroughly unimpressed. Yeah, just overall, thoroughly unimpressed with Camp Randall. The, the jump around thing was cool. That was about it. Uh, I don't understand. They don't let the students in until they let them file in one, one column at a time starting like 15 minutes before the game. So the students, literally, most of them didn't actually get there till the end of the third quarter. And really? then they all left. It was really odd. See, I thought that was uh, the students' choice because they were having too much fun doing whatever students do. They were only letting them come in one little tunnel, and then they would file down, and they were orderly about it. Yes, I think a lot of them just waited, right? But seriously, that, that group, the, the Wisconsin fans were not into the game. There was no electricity. It was really just kind of a blah I mean, I got to tell you, if, I, if I'm choosing right now, there's no question that um, that uh, every time I've been, although it's you know it's a, a, an emotionally charged game, every time I've been to Ames in the last ten years it has been far more exciting, electric. Uh, the fans have been in, into it much more in those games against Iowa than what I saw the other day. So anyway, thoroughly unimpressed with that. Then Iowa stepped out on the field and thoroughly unimpressive from the get go there. And I don't know that we really need to. <laughs> rehash the entire game clearly i want to kind of get into some of the things that a lot of people are bringing up about about what's going on with this football team but after you lose 27 to 17 you had one first down in the in the first 27 half. to 7 sorry sorry oh sorry 17 was the yards in the first half um they did avoid the lowest number of yards in in the kirk ferentz era that happened up there five years ago uh, by getting 130 yards in the second half, and so getting up towards 150, I think, for the game. But um, so many things went wrong on both sides of the ball, but at this point in time, you do have to start to analyze a little bit more because, boy, look at what the offense has done, not only in the losses, but now let's really go ahead and examine what they did or really didn't do during the wins that the Hawkeyes have had this year. And that's where you go back to. Well, your defense hasn't hasn't caused a turnover in the last two games. And that was obviously a, a huge impetus for points and point production. And they haven't had that. Now, it's hard to, hard to cause turnovers when they're handing the ball off. And, it's, and those dudes don't fumble. And it's hard to get interceptions when the dudes are as open as they were 
wide no, open. Well, curve, but, you but know, what did Wisconsin do? They found they found that twenty seven. Jamari Harris starting his first game. He's a third string corner, is and he'll by the way start again this week because true freshman. Moss, Moss is out. Hey, he's a freshman, freshman. Okay. Moss is out, and uh, and of, and Terry Roberts is is out. Got dinged up. What happened so. to Terry Roberts? Hurt in practice last week, some sort of a stinger or something like that. I, I don't know. They, you know, so, week, week to week. So at any rate, back next so, week. so we have a third string cornerback starting his first game ever. Wisconsin found him. They went at him. They went at him. They threw one ball at Matt Hankins' guy, as I recall, the entire day. Maybe two. He broke one of them up. They got a pass interference call on the goal line, which I, it was right in front of us. It looked to me like, okay. Right. Uh, I mean, uh, Hankins has done a lot worse this year and yeah. gotten away with it, right? It was one of those that I couldn't argue with that call. I, by the way, very, I mean, you're sitting there, I'm like, geez, there's not even officials' calls to complain about in this game. I didn't think they did anything really wrong. I mean, even the, the, the spot on that fourth down play, it, it didn't look like to me Monty made it. Oh, he absolutely and, didn't make you know, it. So he couldn't complain about that. But, you know? so, so let's talk about that. Two weeks ago, we run the quarterback sneak twice. And we don't get the first down on fourth and one. Last week we run the fullback twice, and we don't get the first down on fourth and one. And I can tell you this: had Iowa got that first down and had gone in and made it twenty to fourteen, it's an entirely different football game. They were driving, there was energy, they had everything. And I don't, for the life of me, if you're going to run that on third down, you sure as heck. Best not run it again on fourth. After you call a timeout to discuss, hey, it didn't work a minute ago, but you know what? I'm sure it'll work now. Did Brian watch any tape of Wisconsin at Army? Because Walking their linebacker right up over the nose guard. Bo- both it- of their linebackers in the A-gaps. And you're and I don't care how good Linderbaum is. He can't block three guys. So this show tonight is going to go like my notes, which I normally have a flow. That I just randomly couldn't keep my thoughts together. They're just all, and this is what we're doing right here. And I, I you're right. I'm saying let's that. Go, but, let's go to, let's go, yep. what, what was the game plan? Well, what was the offensive game plan after two weeks off to come out and not account for the fact that Wisconsin knows everything you're running by formation. So you're going to have to play better than them and then not account for the fact the different things that they do on film right now. Which was their their linebackers are playing much more in the gaps than they have in the past couple of years. They usually come from the backside. They're in the gaps right now, and Iowa acted as it was as if Brian Ferentz, who I don't want to put it all on him like a lot of people do, because he has to run his dad's offense. This is part of the way it is. It doesn't matter who you put in there. They're gonna he's gonna be running some of these plays. But it was as if he hadn't watched a single doggone minute of tape. On Wisconsin. I mean, it was as if they literally had not seen Wisconsin play. Well, and clear, clearly that's not the case. But, but, uh, but uh, okay. But then why? What? I have a, I have a question. I am gnashed in teeth so this I, week. So Iowa yes. is currently number twenty-two in the first college football playoff. It just popped up on the screen. Wisconsin twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's better. I, Ranked nineteenth uh, by the AP, sixteenth by the coaches, and twenty-second by the college football playoff committee, which is the only chaired thing by really Gary Barta. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, I, uh, so, at any rate, I mean, I watched a lot of Wisconsin Army, and I, obviously, I watched the game last week, and they were doing the exact same thing. Number five is a great player. Yep. All over the field. 
he's everywhere. And the other dude who got hurt, Sanborn, also an excellent, excellent football player. Um, you know what else I've noticed in the last two games? Jack Campbell is, is I'm not saying he's gone, but he certainly isn't making the plays that I felt like he was making in the first, say, three games. Jack Campbell made the uh, Buckus semifinal list this week, but I'm not saying great. I'm not it's, saying but, that but he hasn't right. had a great season. You're right. I just what I'm suggesting right. is, yep. is that in the last two weeks I haven't noticed him making key plays, deflecting passes, uh, causing turnovers because we haven't caused any, uh, those kinds of things. And you know, you you can say what you want that the Iowa offense stinks, and you're not going to get a lot of disagreement. Statistics back that up. Scores back that up, so on and so forth. However, that defense is playing its butt off. And the fact that they only gave up 27, you had three turnovers inside the 18-yard line. Yeah. Yep. I mean, good Lord. Yep. I mean, yep. it, you know, here's dessert. Yep. Here's the breakfast menu. And, yeah. oh, by the way, brunch is thrown I, in. I had this argument with a number of the people I was with on Saturday night. Um where they were bagging on the defense. Minnesota said, is 20th. Interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah. Nebraska mm-hmm. is 93rd. Yeah. Um, but I had this discussion about that I didn't think the defense, yes, yes, there was a bad drive in the first quarter. They gave up a long drive where it, the, it just happened. Wisconsin passed the football down the field. There was another drive in the second quarter. But if you are going on the road in the Big Ten, you can expect a Big Ten caliber football team who does still have some little talent out there, I guess, you know, after beating some of the teams. Well, you know. You can expect them to have three or four drives during the game. Iowa Gate came away with from those drives, having given up, in my opinion, 17 points for the day. The other 10 points. Oh, you're wrong. 13 points was given up by the offense. Uh First, first, first drive for the touchdown. Second t- drive for the field goal. They actually did drive it there and kick the field. No, goal. they didn't. They got that ball on uh, on a turnover. No, that was they got the ball on the turnover. We stuffed them. Uh, we the Spencer Petrus. They got thir- They got at least thirteen points on turnovers. Uh, I think you'd have to go back and look at that. I think it's only. Uh, we were talking about it during the entire game that the that the defense didn't have a chance. That the offense gave them 13 Petrus points. Petrus' first fumble, the strip sack, where he stood there and held the ball out for seven seconds. Uh-huh. Then Iowa got the goal line stand to get the ball back. And then they, then fumbled, they fumbled the next fumbled play. It, then they fumbled the next play. There's their seven. There's seven points. Uh-huh. Max, fumbled, Coop, Max Cooper fumbled. Fumble point three. That's the ten. There's no other, there's no other points off turnovers. Because they only had three turnovers. Yeah. Iowa gave up 17. The defense gave up 17 points, which I think on the road in the Big Ten with a team that that has that kind of offensive line. All right. I'm I'm okay with that. Okay. Now, it's the additional 10 points that you can't give up and that you're used to getting back. But 17 points is reasonable. So, please, let's not give give the defense. Did IKM get hurt on the play fumbled? I'm not sure. They say he is out this week, so he he may well have. Well, I don't believe he played after that. Oh, no, no, he did. Did he? And I say that because he was on the punt team. Okay. Uh, he's out this week. I, I, again, I question the choice of giving the ball to the one guy who's had a tough time hanging on, although he's had the last few games has not been too bad, but had a tough time hanging on ball this year. And, and, the, but, and but never yet, had it in his bread basket. But yet at the previous run that he had got called back for something. 
uh, legal formation or, or legal uh, motion or something it, like it, that. It was because Petrus did not give Monty Pottenbaum the time to set because he shifted to the right, and you need to blend and pause for a second. Again. Anyway, it was a 12-yard 12, 12 run. Our American quarterback who knows, who is so good at game management. I'm sorry, Brett. Who has ever called Spencer yeah. Petrus an all-American quarterback? Yeah. Okay. Our, who? Our, Everybody that says he's a game manager and we don't know what we're talking about. I've never he, heard those three words put sit, together. Sit, not in the same All-American quarterback, Spencer Petras. That's um, five words. I've never I, heard that sentence said. I'm not going to put this on, on, the, on the defense. Put it that It's way. not on the defense. So, so now let's. It's on the offense. Let's Good talk. Good Lord, everyone knows it's on the offense. So, at this point in time, they finally bring in, after uh, it looked like Petras t- tweaks his shoulder, they finally bring in Padilla. To give him, yes, he took a couple of sacks, which there's nobody in the world who could have run away from the two sacks he could. He right. Got, right, so so the plays that he got yardage on was when Wisconsin no longer blitzed. Except for there was the one where they blitzed, and he stepped up in the pocket, stepped around, rolled out to his left, threw across his body to, to uh, Sam Laporta, streaking down the sidelines and in the middle of the field. For the longest play of the day on either side, on either side for either team, a 27-yard completion, a play that Spencer Petras just cannot physically make. Cannot, not only won't he, but cannot physically make. And this is my point. So Padilla goes three for six. One of the balls was completely just dropped right in the bread basket of, of Keegan Johnson. He just dropped it. Okay, he's out of his throws. He's four for four for six good throws. Can scram- scramble and throw on the run. I don't understand. When you have only scored seven points and seven points, and when you go back against Indiana, who is awful, by the way, and you only scored 17 points against Indiana because you had two pick sixes in that game. You only scored 17 against them. You struggled to score against Iowa State. That's a good defense. Yeah, I mean, you go down the line. You barely – Colorado State's awful. And They're not could, awful. Colorado State has blown two games because their coach is a moron. They're not good. They, they're not. They good. should be leading the Mountain West. But they're not. And they're, because their coach is a moron. It's not that they're a bad football team. They actually have some talented te- only, talented players. Only scoring 24 against that team was pitiful. And you want to be see. Uh, you want I'm saying right now. I don't understand at wh- where it gets to the point where. And I have been on this. Look, if Petrus keeps winning, that's fine. But when you go back to it now, last year he had a great, a good offensive line around him. Iowa was scoring 30 points a game. This year he doesn't. And since he doesn't, he can't do it on his own. He's just not good enough to make up for the offensive deficiencies. And, and that's the offensive line deficiencies. And at that point in time, you need to put a quarterback in there, regardless of whether he's a good game manager or not. You need to put the guy in there who can actually run out of pressure, run away from, from blitzers, complete balls on the run. Oh, and who might look off of his first receiver to a second receiver. So you want to bench a quarterback. Absolutely. That's 750 winning percentage. He's 12-4 and four as, a, as a starter. And I, I'm telling you, that has very little to do with how good he is. That is a bunch of horse hockey. It's not. It's it, not. It's not. Okay, you're the only one who's right. Your opinion's the only one that matters. Is I that what complete, you're? I was completely. That's what you're saying to me. Is that Spencer Petras is a horrible quarterback and should be? I'm saying Spencer Petras should be replaced because he doesn't make the plays that you want him to make. How about the the fact that our running backs, uh, for whatever reason, miss wide open holes and, and there's few and far between. So you would think that you'd notice them when they're there. I see that. Okay. I so, can see that. So you get behind the sticks. How about the fact that we got wide receivers 
who dropping balls, dropping balls like crazy. I was I was had more drop passes this season than I can ever remember. I've been willing to put up with with saying that they're dropping. Keegan balls. Johnson, we need to get the ball to. You know what? We get him the ball and then he drops it. You know, Tyrone Tracy's mom goes on a big freaking rant about how come you're not getting the ball. I don't know. The second play of the game, we threw it to him, and then the about the fifth play of the game, we tried to throw it to him, and he quit running across the middle because he was afraid he was going to get smoked. And when do we throw it to? Where do we throw it to him? What do you mean? Let's throw it the four yard again. You run a tunnel screen. Rocket Ishmael made seventy million dollars because he could run that. We need to do more with that. My point to you is. Oh yeah, he also won the Heisman. You have to have. You have to put guys in who can make plays within the confines of the rest of the talent around them. And right now, Spencer Peters so, does not have the talent around him so, to make the play. So why don't you think they they see that? They don't trust Padilla. I don't know that. I think it's I think it's a matter of philosophy and, and being stubborn. We'll talk about it more. We got 40 more minutes. Tom Cakert on the other side here on the Hawkeye Huddle, 1700 the champ. And we're back here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Fred Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. is with you. They are just unveiling the top six in the first college football playoff uh, rankings. I'm not going to call it a poll. It's not a poll. It's rankings. What a joke. It, I mean, it, it really is. It's just it is not about getting a champion. It's about an invitational. It's, it's choosing. So currently Alabama with I a just, loss. I hate two. when you have this attitude. I just or, hate and it. Oregon is number four. Okay. Anyway. Well, I, Oregon beat Ohio State. Are you going to put Ohio State ahead of them? Where's Cincinnati? They're going to be five, and Ohio State's going to be six. Where's Oklahoma? Who was? I didn't see. I didn't see seven. I didn't said see seven, seven. Was Michigan? I'm pretty sure it was Oklahoma. Okay. Might have been seven. Okay, Man, we were we were doing the show. Maybe that's what. Anyway, um, hi Tom. <laughs> there's How Tom Cakert of Hawkeye Report. We didn't forget you, Tom. <laughs> Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com, with the um, hey fellas, I'm here. <laughs> hey, Tom. So, as we, uh, one of us is allowed to get emotional on this show, and the other, well, we can both get emotional. One of us can be angry, and the other one is supposed to play like he's, like, yeah. he never gets angry on this show. But I only get angry at you. I, I know. I, know. I don't get mad at the Hawks. I, I, here's what I want. Here, I'll lead off with this. I am in complete amazement at the poor game planning on Saturday, at the way the team performed, at a number of things that happened on Saturday. I am totally, and we have not said this yet, I am ashamed of the fact that anybody has started a Fire Brian Ferentz petition. I think that's absolutely brutal of any Iowa fans to be part of that. And as a matter of fact, everybody needs to remember that since 2015, Kirk Ferentz has one of the top three winning percentages in all of college football. And so we should all be happy about that, and I am happy about that. Now that having been said, there's a lot to break down about what Iowa did the other day that didn't make sense. And what I don't seem to get, Tom, I just never feel like I know whether they're going to whether they're going to change anything or they're just going to keep trying to bang straight ahead and do the same exact stuff. This weekend, they got a bad team that they're going to play, uh, which should give them some opportunities. You got any ideas? Did you get a feeling today at all that there that there's any changes coming, or is it just we're just going to keep plugging forward? Um, I think uh, listening to Kirk Ferentz, at least. Uh, I would not expect, you know, he's like you can't, basically you can't reinvent yourself at this point. So they're going to keep doing what they're doing, um, which has been the case for over 20 years. If You know, that's why I always laugh when people say, 
fire Brian Ferris. It's the same people who set fire Greg Davis or, or uh, GDGD, as, uh, as they put on the message boards, or when they were firing Ken O'Keefe, you know, fire KOK for so many years. It was like folks kind of believed that, well, if you got a new OC in there, that the offense would be different. And I'm telling, I've told people for, oh, a decade, it's the Kirk Ferentz offense. And that's what it is. It's the Kirk Ferentz offense. And as long as Kirk is in charge, um, the offense is going to be kind of pretty much like this, other than, you know, I think Brian gets to color outside the, the, the edges a little bit more than maybe Ken did or, or certainly that Greg did. So, anyway, I, I, just, I, I, I don't – there's not going to be any drastic changes, guys. There's, there's, Iowa is who they are, and that's who they're going to be, and not going to change the rest of this year. Probably not going to change next year either. Well, the one, the one aspect about Greg Davis is he can only color horizontally, though. So <laughs> – uh, you, you do, a lot of horizontal lines made him look you, a little fatter you, than he was. You, right? you do have to deal with that. But, you know, somebody brought this up. I think it was on the Twitter machine where was it four years, four years ago? We went to Northwestern and Akamad. They had a great day. And we were running counters and we were running this. and We were running that. And we really haven't seen a lot of that since then. Um you think there's any, <clears throat> any? Even against Northwestern, we haven't seen counters, right? They worked that day to a T. Any, cha- any chance we might go back to that, that sort of scheme? Um, I don't know. You remember, that was uh, six years ago. That was the 2015 game uh, where, um, you know, CJB could, uh, you know, he could barely move going into that game. He was, he was really beat up. I mean, he looked like me out there kind of moving around, and that's not good, guys. It's, it's Do you have eligibility left, Tom? <laughs> no, you don't. You don't want me out there. But uh, um, yeah, they had. Uh, um, you know, that was that was uh, the, that 2015 game. And you remember, that was Akram's breakout game because um, Jordan Kinzuri went down in the first couple minutes of that game uh, with an ankle, and Moshan Daniels was already out. And they were. It was. It was uh, Akram Wadley and. Dirk Mitchell, uh, who were kind of the back the rest of the way in that game. And the offensive line was banged up. That was James Daniels getting thrown in there as a true freshman at, like, right tackle. And Sean Welch was moving around to tackle, I think. There was a lot of moving parts that game and how that, you know, just kind of fell together uh, in the right way. So um, I just don't I don't, I don't see them doing a lot differently i just i just don't uh, you know we'll see but i just don't see it happening speaking of the offensive line tom so clearly there's struggles to be had uh i thought yes. you had a couple of interesting things that that the players said today about about that and i and i i suppose the question that everybody sort of seems to miss when they're bagging on brian right now is uh there is a new offensive line coach as well. Is, is there any blame to spread around there, or is this all about youth? And what do they? How do they feel that's going to come together? Yeah, I think it is more about youth than anything else. And I know the popular thing is, well, then why didn't they go try and find some guys in the portal and da 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 da? I think they felt pretty good. I mean, you guys remember. In the spring and then at fall camp, I mean, the offense was moving the ball, and that never happens. Uh, you know, really never happens when uh, 
in the past at least with uh, with the the Iowa team uh, when they're when they're facing um, their own defense. It just it's just not happened in those. I've gone to almost 20 of those uh, open practice kind of things, and it's just it's always the defensive way ahead of the offense. And this year the offensive line was doing well, and I, I just didn't see any warning signs that it would be like this and I but I know people want to you have to there has to be blame there has to be somebody who is a fall guy they're just I mean that's just how we are um you know we're not built to just say well the other team was just better um we're just not built to do that so um you know Tom I don't really think Wisconsin's that much better than Iowa I really don't I mean I think, I think their they defense is better than Iowa's offense. I think that was the difference. And Iowa's defense is probably comparable to the Wisconsin offense. I just think the Wisconsin defense is just way better than the Iowa offense right now. Well, I, there's no question about that. And, and, and yeah. we we both acknowledge the, the linebacking crew uh, for Wisconsin right now is amazing. Thing, fascinating stat for you guys was, uh, and I posted this the other day, that um, – you look at like football outsiders does like stuff rate and things like that. Um, so I've looked at their for that game and the stuff rate. It normally normal stuff rate, which is like run plays and you stop them within a few yards of the line of scrimmage. Um, normal is probably about like thirty um, percent of the time you'd stop somebody. Um, Wisconsin was over seventy percent. On Saturday, no, that's so that was insane. either well behind the line of scrimmage or basically right at the line of scrimmage. It, it it was insane. I so you said when you talked to Tyler Goodson today, I think something about it was yeah it interesting. it seems like he feels like maybe they're just overthinking things and maybe they're better than they're playing and and that maybe something will click. I mean it, it, that's I that's I was reading between the lines only that he felt like. It, they weren't that far off. It, it's a, it was more of a of a mental thing at this point, and it, that it could click at any in any at any moment. Did did you get yeah. that feel? I mean, that's hopeful. I I know, but I think that's uh, it was fascinating listening to him because it was just um, it wasn't like um, anything I've heard from anybody else. But I kind of I wondered about this if maybe. Some of the mistakes were they were getting in their own head, and it was more mental than physical. And that's kind of what I heard from Tyler today was he's feeling like maybe the stuff up front is more um, more in the head. It's between the ears as much as it is anywhere. And and maybe you're seeing some of that with some of the guys. And um, you know, especially at the maybe the right tackle position, you're seeing a lot of that. Maybe some at the guard position, you're seeing that where couple of mistakes and they start just overthinking things and and you know that happens sometimes with uh with athletes and in, in competition so i don't know he just so who's they just need to relax and go play football have fun. so tom who's our who's our ted lasso who's the guy who's going to come in and and get into and believe and get into their head and believe right i mean that's it, it it's it's it begs the question if it's mental, who is that person? You know, I'm one of like ten people in the world not to see Ted Lasso yet. So oh my god! <laughs> okay, well, Ted, Ted Lasso is an extraordinarily positive 
minded coach, and, and he exudes positivity to his team. To the point of making a lot of people almost sick to their stomachs, but it's great, right? It, it, it makes and you feel Tom, good. Yeah, it's great. After football season, or in May, for example, when you can breathe, uh, watch it. It's, it's fantastic. It won't take you very long. You'll want to watch one after the other after the other, but yes. I, I, I think, it, uh, Dave, you got, it's a great point. Who is, how are they going to how mentally did, get How, how does Tyler that? Linderbaum go to his buddies there in the room and say, dudes, forget about it. Block him the next yeah. time. I mean, or, or, or yeah. whatever whatever that might well, be. Because clearly, Richmond, uh, or Richmond out there at right tackle, um, not tackle. only was having He's a mental breakdown. Left tackle. Okay, who's 56? DeYoung. It was uh, DeYoung that was that in particular kind of had some lookout blocks on, on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. No, he looked like a matador. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and then they bring in Plum. And I thought Plum did okay, but then he he lets a guy rip him inside, and then we go back to DeYoung. I'm like, you know, well, it's clearly do, it's. Clear. Do you have to pick? Yeah, well, you have to, or do you have to? In time, I think you've been saying this for a while. One of the things is that they don't seem to be able to settle on the top five because <clears throat> nothing's really effective. And I I wonder if at some point in time you need to settle on a top five and just take your lumps, yeah. you know. And I don't maybe that's too hard works. to do. Well, if it works, I mean, yeah. you can't. It's almost like you—it's almost like they're too worried about offending somebody at times, um, you know. But I also think it's sort of like when you know people say you have you you're playing two quarterbacks in the old the old adage that well, uh, yeah, if you have if two, you, you don't have quarterbacks. You got no quarterback kind of thing. Right. You know what I mean? So that's an interesting. It's a really interesting point there, Tom. If 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 the if this coaching staff is okay with rotating, trying to find the best combination of offensive linemen that they can find. What is the crime when you're barely moving the football in trying a different quarterback or two? What is the, I mean, is it, I'm, I'm, I'm going back to this. I don't know that they could have had much worse of a performance offensively the last two weeks. So putting in Alex Padilla for more plays couldn't have hurt them. Now maybe they thought that it could, but it couldn't at the then end of the day. And why, why? It, it opens, it opens Pandora's box for fans like you guys to just kind of go. Uh, okay, right. Maybe they should just put this on. Yeah. Okay, let's put Deuce Hogan in then. Let's put uh, Joey Labus in. You know, it's just, right. It's, well, but they're willing to do it on the offensive line. Why wouldn't you do it? Why wouldn't you do it with one skill position that is clearly not performing great? Right. Well, I mean, and, and frankly, you know, they've done it at wide receiver. Tyrone Tracy's not getting the ball as much as Keegan Johnson, right? And or and or, 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 or Charlie Jones. Charlie or, I think it's pretty clear that um, that they it certainly feels like they've kind of moved on from Tyrone Tracy as a main cog, it, and it's yeah. kind of now it they're going to target Keegan. Keegan Johnson's the number one guy now. It's just it, that's the way it feels to me. Well, and Keegan Johnson, when he's had the opportunities, has made some really big plays. Whether it's yeah. whether it's uh, the reverse that he had the other day, whether it's uh, you know the big catches he's had, so on and so forth. So, Tom, bottom line is we move on to Northwestern this week. Is there a chance that we actually get this thing turned around and we win twelve to ten? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know we're at the. Um, gosh, what is it now? It's like, you know, the, the over-under is like 40 and a half, I think. And 
So Northwestern is struggling to stop the run, um, but Fitzmagic has had has had Kirk's number, and he's had he's had worse teams than this one beat beat Iowa. So um, who knows with uh, with Fitz? Uh, but I just don't see a whole lot there um, with uh, Northwestern. I I just got I get a feeling this is kind of a get right game for Iowa that they're going to well, come out so. and play pretty well and. You know the world's against them. You know they're Iowa. The Iowa fans feel like they're against this team now and frustrated. And uh, this is kind of the point where you just rally the troops a little bit and just say, you know what, um, we're just going to go out and play for ourselves. We're not, and and hopefully the team doesn't real really feel like the fans are against them. They, they hopefully they don't feel that. Well, they won't feel that. Trust me, in two weeks when Minnesota's in town, they're not going to feel that. This just in: you just win this game, and then Minnesota comes to town, and you beat them, and suddenly things are things are interesting again. Just right. well, I just think, keep playing. I, I think you know, just talk, talking to Jack Campbell today, uh, the guy on the couch that's tweeting out all kinds of things. Yeah, he kind of feels like that guy's against them. Yeah, well, well, he he's probably got a point. My, my only question the other day. Turn off, turn uh, off your turn Twitter. Turn off your Twitter. <laughs> That's right. All right. Hey, thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. We'll check in with you next week. Okay. Thanks, guys. Uh, all right. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Sorry, will, I'm sorry, John. We're doing a radio show here. What do you? 1700. Yeah. 1700 uh, a.m. That's 1700. Now we're going to break. That's good. All right. We'll be back. We'll get you set for Northwestern on Saturday night. Talk a little uh, hoops as well when we come back on Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 AM, The Jam. Back to wrap things up here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Ridge, Dave Fagan Jr. with you here. G-Migs in West Des Moines, Valley Junction, steak night as it is every Tuesday night. Come on down and join everybody here. Festivities going on. Plenty of television from action and World Series uh, action tonight, as well as we uh, got action and World Series yeah, action. Right. Both tonight. Let's thank our sponsors, Brett. Do we have sponsors? We do. <laughs> Thanks to the good <laughs> it's Lord. A, it's a good thing. Obviously, G Migs, we're so appreciative of them having us back here inside. The great Angie Lancaster, who, by the way, her average her average deal time to sell a house is less than a day. Remax Concepts, get a hold of her. Absolutely, uh, Brian Hauk, uh, Key Mortgage. And, of course, our friends at AMPM Plumbing. Who Brian, Brian at AMPM. No, he's not here. At AMPM Plumbing. Uh, he's on my books to come to my house. Take care of your business. Take care of my plumbing issues. Oh, boy. And, by the way, he is he might be the nicest guy I think I've ever spoke to on the phone. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Cordial. He's so, so yeah. nice. Very cordial. Uh, did you know that the basketball teams have their exhibition uh, games this week? I did. Do you know who they're playing? Longwood? No. Longwood? Oh, the women. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Longwood is the o- actual opener. Oh. The men open Friday wait, against. Wait. Okay, you better tell me. The exhibition is Friday, 7 p.m. Uh, against Slippery Rock. That's right, Slippery Rock. Yes. So that'll be, uh, and that's on, you can get it on the internet, BTM Plus, if you want. Next Tuesday, as we finish up this show, all the way starting at 9 o'clock. Oh, my goodness. They will play Longwood on BTN. It is actually on TV. And actually, they have changed some of those games. They had like seven or eight of them that were not going to be on. And now I've looked today, and a bunch of them are on. So you, I, they must have they must have redone this thing. There's only you, like four or five Do you know how minutes. much I appreciate the Cyclone fans of the Hawkeye Huddle that I actually had to buy 
the annual ESPN Plus subscription in order to have the very smallest TV that I have in my house showing the Cyclone game while we were watching the Hawkeye game in spite of the score. And uh, it was going on. In, so it, was, you've... it was so small, John actually had to move the chair up closer so, that he, could, so that he could see <laughs> which team had the football. But nevertheless, what kind of Power 5 conference doesn't have a 22nd-ranked team on their football package that is on TV that everyone can get except for it's, ESPN+. It's a Plus. real good question. How does that happen? I mean, no I, wonder the Big 12 was losing teams. Bowlesby screwed that up. Yeah, there's something. His, his TV wants and wishes and hopes are not coming true. Uh, Women's Hoops uh, has their, uh, their exhibition Thursday against Truman State. Then they open up for real also next Tuesday night against New Hampshire. So it's a men's-women's doubleheader next week. On Tuesday night for did the official opening. Did you see Lisa Bluter's Halloween costume? I did not. She went as Moira Shit from Shit's Creek. Nice. And she had some, <laughs> somebody, one of the assistants, as the daughter. Really? And apparently really? Lisa Bluter is undefeated on Halloween <laughs> for years. Well, they're rated number nine going into Moira. the year. So uh, pretty impressive stuff. Yes, uh, hopefully coming that's from who Lisa Bluter was. For Field her. hockey team lost. I saw that. I actually uh, watched it. It was on Friday afternoon, 2-1. to one. Number 6 Northwestern beat them 2-1 to one, uh, in Iowa City. So they'll head to the Big Tens this week. The number one seed still. They play Friday. It'll be on BTN against either Michigan or Northwestern, who just beat them, and Michigan, who was number two in the country until Iowa beat them. So two good teams that they've ha- they'll have to go with uh, in, the, in the, I think that's the semis, on BTN on Friday. Who's um, on the other side of the bracket? Rutgers? Uh, they're in Piscataway, so that makes some sense, doesn't it? I suppose. Maybe, maybe it does. Uh, the women's soccer team got through the quarterfinal round in the Big Ten tournament, beating Michigan State one to nothing. On to the semis they go now. Um, right. Also at As Rutgers. As a soccer aficionado, you know you're supposed to say 1-0. Yeah, 1-0. Fine. You're right. I should. You're right. Come on, uh, man. I, uh, you use the word you... pitch, not the field. Yeah, I got the whole thing. And I, after watching Ted Lasso, how am I not getting these things? It's called right? training, not yeah, practice. I know. Exactly. Uh, that game, uh, again, Thursday. Coach Beard. I, <laughs> Iowa in the semifinals against Rutgers on Thursday on BTN at 1230 p.m., the championship game on Sunday if they get past Rutgers. So you can watch uh, field hockey and uh, women's soccer this week on BTN. If well, and like the Hawks to. don't play till what, 6, 630? Uh, on on Saturday. Friday, on Saturday. Football. Football. Saturday, 6 o'clock. 6 so, o'clock. Right. So there you go. You've got uh, plenty of prime time action. Plenty uh, of good, good, good action. It's an entire Iowa football, counting soccer, day on BTN. Northwestern is uh, not good. Currently struggling. Uh, they are down to a system where they really don't. They've, they've lost a couple quarterbacks. They have three guys. They're not sure who's going to play. Last time we said that, Purdue played all three guys. And Iowa, I think, is actually looking at that probably. That might happen. Fitzpatrick might pull that, right, this week. Uh, They've lost uh, a number of other players. They are the worst rushing defense in the Big Ten. Not even close. They give up more yardage than they. They give up 700 yards in Michigan State to start the year. They're a little behind the eighth ball. And they only score 14 points a game against everybody that they've played. It's kind of been there. They've had a couple of games where they've broken over that. Let's put it this way. They went to Duke, and Duke beat them. Duke is Duke. Certainly Duke is Duke. But Duke, Duke is, is Duke. Yeah. No one can get by that. Um, Duke was like the lowest total of rushing total. I think they only Duke only got 207 yards on the ground against them. 
But um, so you're saying we've got a chance? Yeah, I think you got a chance this weekend. I really do. I, Don't you I, wish I, they would just once throw a toss toss sweep and pull yeah pull Linderbaum and let him get out there and lead the I charge? I wish we'd run some counters. I wish we'd run some traps. I would stop with the with the stretch zone at right right now until you figure out how to block it. If you can't block it, I can't believe that they're running it successfully in practice. I mean, I can't. I, our guys know how to stop it, so I can't believe it. But I would like to see some of that. And we were saying this. So you were acknowledging to me uh, off the air that if number eight came out the other day, if, if, yes. if Iowa had said, what, what if Kirk had said, you know what, Spencer's tweaked, his shoulder's tweaked, we're going to go with Alex because Spencer is not completely healthy. Let Alex play a few series. And then if, this, if it's going bad, say we may have to bring Spencer back in. But – if that doesn't happen, why wouldn't you have taken the opportunity? And what is the – and Tom said something about opening, you know, Pandora's box and all that. But if your mentality is, is you can tweak all the other positions on the field, why don't you tweak that one I, position? I don't know. I, in, when was the last time anyone had seen Pandora's box? Haven't been there in a long time myself. So it's a good, it's a good question. Open it up. <laughs> Blow the dust out. It's a good, it's a good question. I, I think this He's week, done it before. Right. Jake Christensen. This is right. This Ricky is what you were saying. It's not like it's not happened before. Yeah, it creates problems. Sorry, old man Kirk. If you want, if you want to win some games, maybe you got to create a few. He's twelve and four with the quarterback. That's the problem. He's looking like Bill Belichick would at his statistics and go, "Okay, we've lost two games in a row. Are we really this bad?" He doesn't. He doesn't think they're that bad. He thinks they're the team that won six games. He, he thinks that's the, that's who they are, that's what they are, and that's where they and, will be. And, and he thinks they're the team that won the last six games last year, but the problem is they're not that team at all, right? They don't have that offensive line. They lost three starters. Clearly. One who's playing in the NFL. Uh, actually, they, they lost a, the last four guys who started games last year off that offensive line. Well, and Kallenberg decided, Kallenberg decided not to play. Kronk ended up getting a, a, you know, he got at least a practice squad deal. And, of course, you know, A.J.'s in the NFL, right? So at this point in time, this is not the same offensive football team that Spencer Peters had around him last year, so you can't count it that way. When clearly he struggled last year through that, but they, they held him up and allowed him to do some things. Yeah. I, you know, but uh, you're right. They've done it before, and I don't get why they wouldn't try it again. Well, they're not going to, but I would sure love to see it myself. Well, let's take so a little what do you bit think? more time. Th yes, on our last call here. What do you think? What do you think? Last call this week. Give well, ourselves a little more. I, I already said Iowa 12, Northwestern 10, but that was somewhat facetious. That'll be the score at the end of the third quarter. And then the Hawks will go on to a riveting 19-10 to 10 win. 19-10. to 10. Four field goals. Four field goals and a touchdown. Probably on defense. I don't know why, but I see the over coming into play in this game. All right. Right? And I think Northwestern actually drives the ball a little bit because Fitz has figured out how to, to beat us. Like it, it, I don't it, see you know, They don't have much, but they've got enough to generate some offense. They're going to get 17. The Hawks are going to get 24. What, it's 40, right? 40 and a half? Yeah, something So I'm like going that. for 41. 24 to 17. And it's closer than we want it to be. That does not mean that we don't have a chance to beat Minnesota. The following week in Minnesota, who's currently in first place uh, in the Big Ten West, by the way. And if Iowa beats Minnesota, Purdue will lose to either Michigan State or Ohio State. We know that. That's going right. That's going to leave only Iowa. A three point that, that lets Iowa get back into the situation where if they can win, Iowa out. has to beat Northwestern, Minnesota, Illinois, and Nebraska. 
and Minnesota has to beat Wisconsin. And then you got a three-way run around, and we win. Yes, three-way run around. We win the three-way with it round and round. She goes. Actually, you don't because Wisconsin would have no we three would. losses. Wisconsin would have three Big Ten losses. You just have a, a head-to-head tie with with. That's with, why we with need Minnesota. Minnesota to beat Wisconsin. Yeah, it would be a two-way run around. But either Any, way, anyway, any way you want to call it, it's a run around. I know. I told you there would be no math, right? There's no hey, math. By the way, if you're one of these folks that is, seriously has put your name or stamp on this petition to fire Brian, Brian Ferentz, please consider how idiotic that is at this point in Good time. Good lord! And what and and what a what a bad look it is for the program that you're that you think that that's the solution to all this, and also how great it is for recruits to see you doing that. I mean, come on. We, we, the recruits need to know there's plenty of people that are behind the Iowa football program and understand a loss here and there is not the end of the program. Think about what was there a, a, a month ago or three weeks ago and, and how that Penn State game was and how great that was. That's what you need to be remembering right now. And if you want to get into petitioning for things at the end of the year, if this team falls down to a 6-6 six and six record, then maybe we can talk. Otherwise... Let's not jump ship just yet, okay? Right. I mean, I, I'm i fine about talking about this and questioning here and there and everything, but let's let's just not get crazy. No, there's it's to say it's asinine would be an understatement. Yeah. Just disappointing. Every time I see something like that it come up and I'm like, are we really going there? All right. You know where we're going? We're going to victory this week. It'll be super fun. Saturday night, 6 o'clock. We'll be back here next week at 6 o'clock on Tuesday for the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700. The champ!